Just a quick heads up for Roster Watch Nation, we've brought a sports betting podcast here to the feed. This is the Algo 5-Pick Podcast featuring the value index tool for Roster Watch Premium members who are interested in sports betting. It's hosted by Can't Miss Mitch, who you've heard on the SiriusXM show. He's the creator of the Value Index Tool, a.k.a. the Algo. It's him and it's his boys, Brad and Peter the Irish Guy. This is a sports betting podcast that we've brought to the Roster Watch feed, and our hope is that the podcast will provide context and some kind of human interpretation of what the Algo, which is hit at a, I mean, a 58 to 62% clip across all games, over the last half decade historically but what the algo might be pointing us toward in the betting markets so you can get access to the algo's weekly picks for every game along with betting volume versus money insights the prop finder tool all the stuff we talk about on the radio show you can find all that and more with a premium membership at roster watch and so for now let's hand it off to the algo boys and can't miss mitch Yes, the Algos started off with a W last night and you fiends didn't hear a thing about it. We are broadcasting from Mexico. Pete, you're still in Austin and I wanted to just jump right into this because I tried to watch the game last night on my Amazon Prime, but apparently I can't watch NFL even if I have Amazon Prime in Mexico. They don't allow it, which is... Isn't that ludicrous? I found that out when I went to Mexico as well. And we had the the Airbnb we're in had all the sweet TVs. And it was like, okay, it has all these streaming services. So, like, all right, just sign in. No, apparently you can't. I like, was ready to go. I actually typed it in and it showed live. So I had my lube out, my napkins. I was ready to go watch some big cock brock get at it. Can we say that? I guess this thing, I guess we can say whatever we want, but uh, I, you know, we didn't get an opportunity to talk about uh, what the algo had. Everybody, you know, was fiending and jonesing what the data had. The data barely, barely had San Francisco uh, covering last night. It had San Fran winning 27.63 to 24.30. The line closed at three. You got 0.32 points of value on San Fran. I love San Fran. I thought they would kill them. I saw that line hit three and a half. I was like, God, no, please, 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 please have this line close at three. And I let our Patreons know that they should take the money line if they did not feel comfortable uh, if that line closed at three and a half because I did not want to take Seattle, especially what happened last week against Carolina. San Fran is a much better defense than Carolina's. Yeah, it was such a, it was a tough game to have right after a big letdown like that in a game where they were favored. And I kind of pointed out that it should they should have been a much bigger favorite last week, which led me to think, well, I'm just going to take Carolina because it's so obvious that Seattle was the play. Um, so it feels like you know this is the you know the business end of the season, and they're just coming back to the reality. I think Seattle, right? I think everyone got excited with their winning record early in the season. That's a couple of tough losses at the wrong time for them. 
Um, so whether they make the postseason or not will be interesting. I, I didn't get to see any of the game, but looking at the stats, it actually looks um, – both teams played great. Like the two quarterbacks played pretty well statistically. Brock Purdy, 17 to 26, 217, two touchdowns. Um, that's pretty impressive. No turnovers. And Gino is 31 to 44 for 238. So not a lot of those, you know, that sounds like a lot of short completions and looking at the other side, the wide receivers, like DK Metcalf had seven catches, but for 55 yards. So they clearly weren't break able to break it downfield, which basically tells you how good this San Francisco defense is. They just come after you and you don't get time. So, um, yeah, a good win for San Fran. It's amazing. Plug any QB into that system. That you know, we we're going through struggles in New England with play calling. Kyle Shanahan is so good. He knows what he's doing. I feel like he, he just gets the right guys. And no matter who he has back there, I feel like they could win any game. So all right. Last week's Algo record, it was just the third losing week which is kind of bananas. And it was barely a losing week because there was a couple of games that could have gone the other way. Uh, obviously, Trubisky, we talked about this on our premium Monday recap edition, but Trubisky coming in there, I mean, you looked at it, the Steelers out uh, outpaced them on yards gained and they moved the ball just fine. Trubisky gave the ball away three times and they just lost by two points. That one kind of stung. I, I felt like that sucked and thought that that should have been one. And I will say going back me personally, I had, I had Arizona against my own new England squad, which absolutely, by the way, watching that game and rooting for that was the saddest moment (laughs) as a New England Patriot fan. But I think that's probably the state of affairs for most Bostonians. And nobody likes this team. I don't. I was happy that they won that game. And now there's like this glimmer of potentially making the playoffs, which I still don't think will happen. But the Algo went six and seven last week. Not terrible, not great. Still are circa five, 60%. 60%. Three and two, you can count on like every time we get the. I think we've gone four and one one time. And what's crazy is how the consistency pays off because we're ranked 259th, heading with four weeks left within striking distance of that top 100 being in the money. And I think a four and one, five and zero week, or two four and one weeks, and you know two three and two, and we're in it. We're in the money, and I think we've got a good shot. Here's what I'm going to call: You're going to get a five and we're going to get a five and zero week to finish out of the four. You're going to get one four and one week. You're going to get one three and two week, and then let's see. Last week of the season, all chips on the table. It's going to come down to that, you know, and where, you know, if you can get a, another four and one, maybe you can get inside the top 100. So, yeah, I'm excited to see how it finishes. As I said, four weeks left, 16 games every week. You do the math, 64 games left in the season. Well, 63, considering we had the game last night. That's a lot of football left. Lots of football. Season. Lots of fo- Lots of ways to make money. Um, but, yeah, let you want to just do, actually, I'll give a quick recap of the overall record. 
yeah, the, as we said, the Algo six and seven last week. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the losing weeks, the three of them, six and eight, six and eight, six and seven, you're not losing your ass. You're not, right? you're not getting crushed. Exactly. Um, so the overall records are 105 and 83 and seven. 55.85% for the algo. You're up 11. <clears throat> Sorry, let me see. I'm reading the wrong one. The algorithm is 111, 90 and 7, 55.22%, up 990 bucks. Brad is 99 and 102 at 49.25%. He's down 12.90, currently uh, asking different lenders to loan him money. Yeah. Um, I am at 110.91. And seven, 54.72% up 800 books. And Mitch, 114 and 87, 56.71% up $1,560. That's impressive. What did I, what am I, so what am I up about 1560? But I've been kind of hovering around that number. Here's what I am proud of, of the Yalgo, although it went six and seven, the top three confidence picks. And by the way, what we do for our Patreon subscribers, if you're interested, you've got a month left plus postseason. So we've really got two months of football left and the algo will be putting out data for the postseason. So keep that in mind, folks. If you want it, come get it. You've got just 10 bucks a month on the spend. Patreon.com slash bet the algo. Find us there. And what we do is we sort it by confidence level. Last week, four out of the top five all hit. You know, the ones that really didn't, you know, and they're ones at the bottom that had less than a point of value. So um, those ones really could go either way. And I, I had this epiphany last night, especially with that San Fran game with not a lot of value. I personally, I took the money line. I said the algo, because the algo is phenomenal at picking winners. Phenomenal, by the way. And we had one of our Patreon subscribers who won his, uh, who won his, uh, some pick, what, what, what do you call it? What do you it call it? A, it could be an NFL pick. Em yeah, some NFL pick, the same one that you do. The pick, he yeah. used that just to pick the winners without the spread. And I said, you know what? Let's do that for our low value confidence picks. And I'm just going to take the money line. I'll lay the juice. And that's what I did last night. I think I laid 165 on San Fran and I felt really good about it. And I wasn't going against the algo. Yeah, I think, yeah. And that's a great point. The other thing to note here, we've started to give some betting trends that we're seeing between our picks and the algo, the two pieces, the two best numbers I have for you, the consensus along with the algo. So you, myself and Brad, plus the algo were 24 and 10 on the season, 70.5%. And then um, almost just as good when Brad, yourself and myself pick against the algo were 10 and five on the season. So we're 66%. So um, those are two things to watch out for when you're looking at the games. Which is shocking that Brad actually jumps on board when we're right as well with the algo. Uh, well, let's get into it. We've got the bet algo pick five guys. If you want more, find us patreon.com slash bet the algo. It's just 10 bucks for all the games and additional content that we throw out there. Uh, we even are now partnering with uh, Donald Trump and selling his NFT coins that he's doing. That's a joke. 
Um, did you see that, by the way, Peter? Yeah, I saw his Twitter. Did you watch the video? Did you watch the video? No. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm going to send you the video. It's absolutely hilarious. Here's the thing. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Um, he was selling his stuff for $99, which is why I thought that $10 was a steal. Um, and, and, and by the way, you'll be entered to, uh, to have dinner with me and Pete. If uh, you do that, that's not true, but that's what he said. That's what he said. Um, all right. We've got five games. We're covering, uh, the first game, the Colts, Head to Minnesota. I don't know if I care much about this game, honestly, Pete. Uh, this line is sitting at four points. Is that what you're seeing as well? Yeah, four points. It's an interesting one. I think it's amazing. Our take that we, well, your take, I think it was last week or two weeks ago when we were talking about it, just how little confidence you have in Minnesota and they feel like a team with a really good record that is going to be one and done in the postseason and lose. Right. Even though they have so many weapons, I feel like on offense, um, I'm not sure really anyone trusts Kirk Cousins. We don't know really how good is the defense. I'm not quite sure. Um, but I'm still surprised that the spread is so low considering Minnesota is the home team. It's a hard place to go, um, but I guess that shows the level of confidence in Minnesota, plus every single game they've played has been close. As we say, they they broke an NFL record of consecutive games, um, most consecutive games won by less than seven, which was nine this season before um, they got beat. But it's an interesting game. I'm going to have to go with Minnesota here. I just can't take the Colts going on the road. Jeff Saturday said he wants this job full-time. If things get out of hand towards the end of the season, I don't know how feasible that is. I'm going to go Minnesota. Yeah, so uh, by the way, incorrect on my line. It's now at three and a half. That line opened at five and a half. So that was just me scrambling, trying to figure out uh, where that line was sitting. 79% of the money coming in on the Colts, according to Vegas Insider. 67% of the tickets on the Vikings. Colts are five and eight against the spread. Minnesota six and six against the spread. I got to think that Minnesota does come back here. I really do. However, um, I, I would also think that Indianapolis, by the way, who are the worst at everything, they stink. At this point, you've got to tank for uh, Tua Jr., right? I mean, you're, you're, you're thinking about it because you're just not a good football team. Is Matt Ryan, is Ellinger the answer? I don't know. I don't Does know. Anyone- does anyone really think, though, that there's such thing as, especially in football, with there only being, you know, seventeen games, do teams really tank? I don't, I don't think that exists. I, I, I think, I, I, I think it's really difficult for the players. Management could want them to do it. The players are playing right. for their livelihoods, so exactly. they're going to be playing. They're playing for new contracts. They're playing for stats. There's no way you're going to tell a team to tank unless you're uh, a Formula One team and you're like, hey, look, Lewis Hamilton, uh, he's going to pass you right now uh, to pass Schumacher's 90th right. victory, and, and you're going to take that. Yeah, I think these guys don't get to the NFL by then all of a sudden being able to turn around and lose a game. They're, they're like the best athletes in the world. That just doesn't happen. Coaches, a head NFL coach, you get to a head NFL job, 
and then you're going to tell me that you're going to be okay with losing a game that that does not exist. I refuse to ever believe that. So the the tanking stuff is a load of shit. Like they're trying to go out and win every single game. But yeah, I, the reason that they're the reason that the tanking term comes up is because they're dog shit anyway. So look, here's the thing: uh, Indianapolis, their offense is literally ranked like the worst uh, turnovers. Uh, their margin, their giveaways, they're ranked 32nd. Their takeaways, they're 28th out of 38th. Their interception thrown, no surprise there. With Matt Ryan, he absolutely stinks. This offense is just not a good unit. They're not good. Uh, On the defensive side, the one statistic that stands out against this Vikings team is their opponent pass yards per game. They're ranked third, averaging just 188.6 yards uh, for opposing teams. I think they're going to give up way above that. Give me the Vikings. The algorithm has uh, Minnesota winning 24.93 to 21.59. You're just getting 0.16 points of value on the Colts. So this is one of those plays here You know, if you like Minnesota, you don't want to take that three and a half. Maybe you take the money line here on Minnesota, right? Yeah, that that doesn't that doesn't feel bad. No, the last piece I'll leave is um, the Indianapolis Colts for Algo betters who the Algo likes Indy, right? Diago likes Indy by 0.16 currently at a three and a half point spread. So if this thing finds itself at three points, that pick will flip. So for Algo betters, Indianapolis five and one in their last six against the spread against Minnesota. Mm. Uh, Baltimore on the road against Cleveland. This line opened up at Cleveland laying two and a half. They're now laying three points. I'll tell you, uh, Deshaun Watson, what a disappointment for my fantasy team. I thought he was going to light it up. Uh, Baltimore six and seven against the spread. Brown six and six against the spread. 58% of the money on Cleveland, 64% of the tickets on the Ravens. Yeah, this one feels like the Browns to me. Um, Lamar Jackson is out this weekend. Huntley's going to play. He's not 100% either. The Ravens, I feel like, have have kind of squeaked by some low-scoring games recently that could easily have gone the other way. I think this is game three for Deshaun. He's going to look better. He's going to be more comfortable. Although, on Twitter, some of the videos posted from Brand's practice are pretty funny. You know, in open parts of practice, they have fans there videotaping, and you can just you see that they're videotaping the offense and the guy, and you know, the, a guy's taking a video and he's saying over the video, he's like, they haven't completed, they're one for the last eleven, they can't complete a pass. They think so they're struggling, but I think the team is good enough. I think this is a, an under type of game, um, in a cold weather, run the hell out of the football last second field goal um i think either way so i'm gonna take the brands here in this spot i like that take cleveland's already played baltimore with lamar and they just lost by three points jacoby Brissett, you know they had a chance to win that football game uh cleveland as a five and eight team they're probably one of the best five and eight teams out there and 
you know, look, they're still tremendous on the ground. I think they continue to get that done. Uh, these guys are at home, and I see the value without having uh, Lamar there. I think that absolutely impacts the algo. Uh, that's a reduction of three points. Lamar is easily worth three points uh, in my opinion, in the data that we've got, uh, Lamar is somebody, I mean, he, he, he's, he's the reason why Baltimore is Baltimore. Without him, Baltimore is a mediocre team. Give me Cleveland all day. I think Deshaun Watson absolutely comes into form, or at least we see him look better than what he's done in the last two games. So I'm on, uh, I'm on Cleveland. The algorithm with Lamar being out has Cleveland winning 19.66 to 15.72. So you're getting literally like a quarter of a point of value on Cleveland. So the pick, I'll go pick is Cleveland. What I will say Baltimore do own the brands in Cleveland. Baltimore seven one against the spread in their last eight games in the city of Cleveland. How many of those has Lamar played? I don't know. Probably, Probably a lot. Bit. Probably quite a bit. All right, we got an AFC East showdown. Miami heads onto the road against Buffalo. This line opened up at seven. No real line movement here. But 66% of the money on Miami, 69% of the tickets on Buffalo. Miami, 6-7 and seven against the spread. Buffalo, just 5-7 and seven against the spread. Yeah, the 5-7, and seven is uh, it's got to be, obviously, because there's a, a lot of people see a lot of value in them, so they're, they're going against big spreads, and they're favored every week. I've kind of gone back and forth with this game. I want Buffalo to win for New England's sake because I want Miami to lose games to give New England a better chance going to the um, into the playoff, getting into the playoffs. Miami have struggled a little recently. Buffalo haven't looked unbeatable. They've they've been solid, but they haven't looked unbeatable. The weather is going to play a huge impact in this one. This couldn't be further from the game that these two teams played in Miami early season. It was super humid. It was really hot. And and Miami were able to get it done. Buffalo kind of screwed up the chance for that last second field, long field goal, if you remember that game. I think this, the point spread is a little too much. I think people are kind of thinking Buffalo are going to run the hell out of the football and it's going to be hard for Miami. I'll take Buffalo to win, but in a closer game, give me Miami. Okay, that's fair. Look, Miami, yeah, they're faltering. They're absolutely faltering, but they've played some tough teams. You know, you can't expect them to go across um, coasts and beat a top defense. It's certainly what it did show is great defenses still outperform great offenses, right? They always say great defenses win championships. And I think that game was indicative of that statement, right? Miami's defense isn't that bad, by the way. They're not great. And I think this is going to be a problem for Miami when they head to Buffalo. 
they're not great at limiting opponent pass yards. And the one thing that they do well is they are ranked seventh in rush yards per game defensively. They're just limiting opponents to 108 yards on the ground per game and just uh, just over a touchdown per game on the ground as well. I look at this I look at this team and I think this is a team that people have started to figure out. I think they're going to clog the middle and I think they're going to have a tough time usually in an AFC East matchup with these two teams or even like you look at the Jets. By the way, what does this say about that Jets game? Because that line closed at nine and a half. They lost by eight. Jets covered. Are, yep. are Miami just a point and a half better than the Jets? What does that tell you? What does that tell you? Think about that. That's really... Yeah, I mean- yeah, I think, I mean, the Jets' defense is better than Miami's defense. That's a trillion times, not even close. Yeah, so that's what it comes down to. Miami obviously have the offensive weapons. It's going to be tough, though, going going into Buffalo. Um, but, yeah, they're going to have to put up some points if they're going to hang. Which I think they can do. I think Miami, we know Miami can put up points. They've struggled as of late. But Buffalo has a pretty good defense. They really do. Uh, they're ranked second in opponent points per game, just yeah, giving up 17 points a game. So, and and, and passing wise, um, they're they're okay. I mean, they're ranked 19th in opponent pass yards per game. They're okay. I think I think Buffalo is going to run away with this. They're going to be up most of this game, most of this game, and it's going to feel pretty comfortable as a Buffalo backer, but I think a backdoor is in play here. I think this is one of those games where Buffalo is completely in command and then all of a sudden Miami has a shot at getting a solid backdoor cover. Give me Buffalo. I'm going to ride with them. The algorithm has Buffalo winning 22.48 to 18.88 with a seven-point spread you are getting three and a half points of value on Miami. All right, we're going to move on to Pittsburgh against Carolina because it's the pick five and we're going to pick whatever we want because we're going to save the the high quality stuff for our premium. So if you want it, come get it. It's 10 bucks a month. Patreon.com slash bet the algo. You'll get all the games. You'll get all the picks from... Brad, you can fade him. Ride me and Peter with the algo. You can ride me. I had a pretty good week. I had a pretty good season. Pittsburgh at Carolina. Panthers are laying three points at home. I think they had a very solid win on the road against Seattle. And shockingly, 69% of the money and 52% of the tickets on Pittsburgh, who's just 6-6 six and six against the spread. Carolina, as bad as they are. They've got they've had a crazy quarterback carousel. They fired their head coach. They're seven and six against the spread. Yeah, they've got a good defense, and they've got a good defense at home. Um, you know, I did I expect them to go into Seattle and win? No, not at all. <clears throat> but they looked good doing it. They were able to get some turnovers early, and they kind of hang hung on in the end of that game. But they're more than capable. It feels like. 
the, the switch all the way back to Darnold has kind of, you know, worked out and woke the team up a little bit. Defense is still playing good. The big thing for Pittsburgh is the quarterback. Pickett is doubtful to play. It looks like Trubisky is going to be starting quarterback this weekend. Um, Mason Rudolph, I saw him in the news crying about how Pittsburgh picked him up for the year, thinking he'd get a chance to win the starting role, and he hasn't been active on the active roster all season. Well, yeah, that's because you stink. So, and because he you know. and because he called Miles Garrett the N word. <laughs> exactly. You can't. You can't do that. No. So, yeah, in Pittsburgh. It'll be quarterback. I like Carolina here. Um, I got to stay with them after that win that they had last week. I can't get away from them. It's going to be a close game, though. I imagine. I, you know, whether it's Trubisky or Pickett at quarterback, Carolina aren't going to blow the doors off anyone. But I could also see Pittsburgh struggling to score in Carolina. So give me Carolina. These are great defenses, especially of late. Carolina is just giving up 15.7 points a game their last three. Pittsburgh right behind them, 16.3 points a game. That's better than Cincinnati, New Orleans, Baltimore, Cleveland, the Jets, Dallas. I mean, some incredible defenses. They're playing great. And even year to date, these guys are ranked 13 and 14. I could say that I don't think many points are going to be scored. I agree with you there. I will say I'm not much of a prop bet guy, but I would go out and say, will Trubisky throw an interception? I would say, yeah, if you shake the eight ball, it would say highly probable. Hmm. Highly probable. And you're probably laying minus 200 if Trubisky throws a pick. He absolutely stinks. If Pittsburgh wants to win this game, don't let Trubisky throw it. They have to learn their lesson. Run the damn ball. Run it. And give him little short out routes, and maybe Pittsburgh can hang around. I don't think they will. It's a clo- This is going to be a close game. It's going to be a really close game. I'm going to take the home team, Carolina. I could also seeing this be a push. Um, but give me Carolina. The algorithm has Carolina winning. This is the closest value index that I've seen all year. 21.90 to 18.86. That's point zero three point of value. On Carolina, so if this thing moves uh, in the direction of Pittsburgh getting another half point, this pick is going to flip. Um, so just keep that in mind. Carolina betters six and one against the spread. Carolina are in their last seven games, so they are hot. Yeah, and I don't even know if I would feel confident in in this pick at all. Um, taking. You know, the Carolina money. This, this game could go either way, but I think that Carolina defense is, is going to do enough. All right, we got one last game here for the pick five for our Patreon subscribers. Uh, we'll see you here on the other side in just a few moments. We've got Arizona on the road against Denver. I watched that Arizona game, as I stated earlier, and they are a painful football team to watch. And this line... Opened up at 
Broncos laying one and a half, which feels like a gift. It really hasn't moved all that much. The total sitting at 36 and a half, that kind of does look appealing. But 63% of the money and 57% of the tickets are backing the six and seven against the spread Cardinals. Broncos, we know they haven't been great, but they're five and eight against the spread. Yeah, fans, I just think it's so hard to put anyone's hard-earned money on this Denver team right now. There is such bad juju. The quarterback, I've just never seen, like, it feels like such a, a crazy fall from grace for, like, an NFL Hall of Fame level quarterback overnight for not, not particularly doing anything other than kind of just playing badly and saying really cheesy, corny, dumb shit that everyone hates. Um, it's hard, really hard to pick them. Their defense is good. They are playing at home. Kyler Murray is out for Arizona. Like this game seems like a no-brainer home team pick. So I'm going to use the same logic I used for Carolina, Seattle last week and take Arizona. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say give me Arizona as well. They did enough last week against a very good New England defense. And by the way, this Denver defense, yeah, they're ranked fourth year to date, but they have not been great of late. And I think that that's indicative of what Kansas City was able to do uh, to Denver's defense. They should have. That was one of those games that the Algo had Kansas City, and it and it was one of those picks that did flip. And it felt, I was very happy it did flip. It was one of those that really felt, oh man, this is such an enjoyable game to watch and then just watch it blow 27-0. Yeah, it felt great. I mean, what else do you want? I'm like, oh, thank goodness. And then Kansas City just gave up. They gave up. They stopped playing. And you can't do that. And I think the reason why Russ was able to get back in the game was it was was less indicative of – Russ finding a rhythm and more indicative of Kansas City not caring because they're like, we already won the game. I don't know the substitutions, what they had there, but I imagine if I'm the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs, I'm subbing in my scrubs if I'm up 27-0 against the Broncos. I mean, guys that usually don't get PT, uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw them in there. Denver it, it is a 3-10 football team. I mean, they've beaten Jacksonville barely. What's crazy is they beat San Francisco the third week of the season, and they barely beat Houston. But, I mean, when you look at their resume, they stink. Forget about it. Uh, I'm going to take Arizona, who I think did enough last week against New England. Uh, They had that Hopkins play that they, you know, he just dropped that ball and they ran it in. But otherwise, I thought Arizona, you know, they, they they look good. And I think Colt McCoy represented himself well. I'm going to ride Arizona with you. Interesting here because the algorithm has Arizona winning this game outright, 19.82 to 19.73. Uh, you're getting, you know, 3.09 points of value on the cards. And maybe this is a money line play here. So uh, that's it for our pick five, guys. Again, if you want to hear more, patreon.com slash bet the algo. Uh, Pete. Hang in. We'll be doing this again. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for listening, and uh, good luck out there. We'll see you.